This is the all-new Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, good evening. I'm back. I was away last weekend. Uh, Vinny did a great job filling in for me, as told to me by Vinny. So I trust that was the, uh, the case. Hey, have you ever felt really gouged by an airline, or I guess any other company. You could feel that way about a car company, I guess, as well. The reason I specify airlines is because the price fluctuates so much during the year. So you know you're gonna pay higher prices over the holidays, March break, perhaps uh, summertime. Um, You know, that feeling when you know you're not just paying a little bit extra, but like way too much for a flight. So if you if you have had that feeling, which I share, uh, please let me know. The show, of course, is live until 9 p.m. You can text in, text 71010. You can also give me a call, 416-872-1010 or star 8255. Uh, tell me your story of feeling like you've been taken advantage of um, by an airline. I'm specifying that just because I find the price of tickets fluctuates so much, and now you have to pay for every extra little thing. So... Look, I know it is it is very expensive to travel during the holidays because it's peak season. A lot of people want to fly. That's why I usually avoid it. So um, Christmas is not a, a big deal uh, with my family, you know, because my, my parents aren't particularly religious. We celebrated Christmas when my brother and I were kids, but that was mostly because it was like a festive and fun thing that, you know, people in our neighborhood did and at school we had like a Christmas concert. So, you know, we totally bought into Santa Claus and the tree and the presents and all of that. But um, as we got older, just became less of a thing. And also now we're, we're spread out. So I'm in Toronto. My parents are in Halifax. My brother is in Coquitlam, British Columbia. But this year, my mother really wanted us to be together. And as many of you know, if your mother really wants something, even if you don't want to do it, you end up, you kind of discover that you end up doing what your mother wants. Um, my parents, even though Christmas itself is not necessarily um, of utmost importance to my family, my parents, because of where they work at the farmer's market, it uh, it shuts down for a couple of days, which means my parents actually can take a couple of days off and travel if they want to. So... My mom really wanted us to be together because my brother is out west and uh, my sister-in-law is pregnant. So I'm going to be an aunt. Very excited about that. Uh, And because of that, she's not really up for traveling. So I have been doing what I'm sure many people do when they are looking into going away is you go online, you try all of those different websites that compare airfare and costs. Like there's like Expedia, there's Travelocity, Kayak, all these different sites. So I spent a few days kind of checking up on them all the time just so I get a feel for what the going rate is for a flight from Toronto to Vancouver. Doesn't really seem like it's changing all that much day to day. So finally, when I started to get stressed because it seemed like flights were increasing by like $10 a day, and then I was getting these notifications saying this flight is sold out like of that cheaper fare, I finally booked it. So my flight from Toronto to Vancouver guess how much it was i'm looking at elliot and he's like shaking his head (laughs) uh well i flew to vancouver uh, a few years ago and i think i paid about 550 with tax oh that's a pretty good deal i would think a a normal price to pay to vancouver might be about 
seven hundred dollars. I I don't think I would feel too badly about that. Anyway, it's a thousand dollars. Oh my. Yeah, a thousand dollars to fly from here to Vancouver. Uh, just before the holidays. My mother's flight, I booked her flight for her because she does not know the internet very well. Her flight, Halifax to Vancouver, $1,500. Hey, this sounds rough. This is extremely painful. Uh, I cannot believe how expensive it is to fly within our own country. And I know that comes up a lot. Um, and when I talk to people who live, for example, like in the States, they're like, well, you know, it's it's not that expensive for us to fly within the USA. Uh, so they were a little bit surprised about, you know, at how much it was going to cost me to fly just a few provinces over to a place that is not necessarily sunny and warm with palm trees. But for my mother's flight, I could pretty much have booked her a trip anywhere else in the world, almost. Um, anyway, so because I was so blurry eyed from checking all these websites, it wasn't until I had like paid online and filled in all of my info. <laughs> I feel like this is a running theme of mine. Um, I got the email confirmation. I realized I spelled my own name wrong on the ticket. Um, I just hit the wrong key and I, I put in the wrong letter on my last name. And I got really paranoid because I know that they are really finicky about you changing the name on your ticket. So I called customer service and they were actually very nice to me because I caught the mistake very early on. But I was waiting on hold and I detest calling customer service of any kind. And I asked people online on Twitter and Facebook, and I am curious to know uh, from the listeners as well, tell me the longest period of time you have spent waiting on hold for customer service, because surely you must reach a breaking point. You must get to a point where you're like, you know what, this is enough. I'm going to try back tomorrow. But I think what happens psychologically is once you've invested a good 15 to 20 minutes you're in. You feel like it's your turn is coming up. It's going to be soon. So I waited about 40 minutes. It wasn't too bad. I've once waited up to an hour um, on on hold. And uh, But I asked online, and I can't believe how many people have written to me to say that they have waited up to three hours. And for an, uh, usually for an airline, it seems. Uh, and I guess that's the sort of situation where you probably – need someone to help you out pretty quickly. Well, it's not quick. It's three hours you're waiting. Um, so let me know. Text me, 71010, and uh, let me know the the longest period of time you have spent waiting on hold for customer service and what it was you were waiting on hold for because I think that could definitely vary. Might be might be like your internet is down, your cable isn't working. If it was my cable, I would hang up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait three hours for that. Uh, so let me know, 71010, and I'll read out your, uh, your text throughout the show. Um, someone just wrote in, my daughter flew from Windsor to Toronto on Friday. It was $700. Wow. <gasps> That's insane from Windsor to Toronto. I think at that point. Oh my point, goodness. I think at that point you just don't do the flight. That's a lot of money for It a, is, but I guess sometimes you she said it was for business. What but, about what about the bus? That's probably how long is that bus ride? Uh, I think uh, three, four hours, but still, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, money. I, I know, I know. It's sometimes you feel like uh you don't have a a choice, I guess, if you there's something urgent. Um, anyway, I was away last week uh, because I was at the Barbados uh, Food and Wine and Rum Festival. So it was my first time on the island and wow, absolutely beautiful. It rained a bit when I was there. Actually, it rained quite a bit the first few days, but it was warm. And, uh, and I would have taken that in the rain over the cold and snow here. But you know what I really discovered? What I've loved about traveling lately is meeting uh, local people and 
enjoying the local food. And uh, Barbadians are so extremely friendly. And what I didn't realize until I was there in my hotel was that um, the CBC airs down there. And a lot of them actually uh, tune into the CBC because they have family or they know people in Canada as well. So I thought because of that, uh, it was it was actually quite interesting because they seem to know a lot about kind of like local stories and particularly they knew about our weather. So uh, I really loved uh, when I was talking to a local Bajan about how it was cold at home and it was snowing. And she said, you know, I watch CBC a lot and I feel like every day during the winter you have a cold weather alert. <laughs> I said, you know what? You're kind of right. We do always have a cold weather alert. It really is that way. Um, Oh, I've got somebody on the line here about uh, waiting on hold. I won't. I don't want to leave Michael on hold forever. So, actually, Elliot, the phone for some reason is way over there. Can you put him on the line? So we've got. Uh, I don't know why the phone is over like at the opposite end. Is Michael on the line? Michael. Hello. Hey, Michael. So, okay, how long have you been put on hold with customer service? Okay, so I was on hold for about three hours and forty-five minutes <gasps> or so. With who? This was actually with the, the Canadian government. I called for employment oh. insurance because I work a seasonal job. Yeah. And I do it every year. So, uh, and I had changed my banking information. Mm -hmm. And they had said on the website that I have to call and change the information via phone. Right. So when I called, they said that the, the approximate wait time is 90 minutes. So you can hang up or try back later. Or you can stay on hold. You know, I do like when they give you a time frame off the top. Like if they say the estimated wait time is 30 minutes, I'm like, all right, do I have 30 minutes? But they actually told you it was going to be at least 90 minutes. So that's the thing is that when, when they say 90 minutes and next thing you know it's 120 minutes or 180 <laughs> minutes, then you start getting frustrated because yeah. I got frustrated after the 90th minute. Oh, yeah. I don't like, blame you. You know what, Michael? Uh, thanks for sharing your story. I don't feel so bad now. Yeah, so <laughs> It's not that bad. And and topic of flight tickets. Yeah. Just to give you a small example, as I have flown from uh, Edmonton to Toronto, mm -hmm. and paid two thousand dollars. <gasps> oh my god. And I've actually flown from Toronto all the way to India for thousand dollars. Wow. See, that's what I mean. Isn't that crazy? I could have booked my mom a beautiful trip to Europe. Exactly. Not you know. So it gets frustrating <laughs> when you're thinking that yeah. you know, we're in the same country, a couple of provinces away. And you're paying an arm and a leg for a flight ticket. Absolutely. And you know what? We're not the only ones. A lot of people are in the same boat. Thanks so much, Michael. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Uh, coming up on the show tonight, if you have kids to buy for this holiday season, I'll have the scoop on the hottest toys of the year and some ideas if, like me, you don't really know what to buy other people's kids because you don't know them that well. And uh, at 8.30 p.m., I'll fill you in about the Shoebox Project. It's a great initiative that tries to bring a smile to women in many of our city's shelters this holiday season. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. You're listening to the all-new Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for tuning in. Just a reminder, you can catch up on the podcast of the show at paychen.com. And uh, keep your texts coming in. You can text me at 71010. I was talking earlier about feeling gouged by airlines uh, around the holidays, which, you know, I, I know there's very little point in complaining about it because that's just they can charge what they want people want to fly over the holidays uh and uh how kind of crazy my flight was uh to vancouver toronto to vancouver over the holidays and paying a thousand dollars so you uh, have been texting in 
Some of you have made me feel better. Some of you have made me feel worse. Uh, I was also asking people how long they have waited on hold with customer service. And the longest I'm seeing is about three hours. And um, I feel your pain. I can almost sense the stress through your texts. Now, you might be hoping to score some deals on Cyber Monday, which is tomorrow by the way, and put a dent into your shopping list. But if you have kids to buy for, chances are, well, if they're your kids, you probably know exactly what they want. But if you have kids in your life and you're not sure what's popular this year, Jackie Breyer, the editor-in-chief of Toy Insider, is on the line to help me navigate the toy store. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Pei. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, actually. And, uh, you know, I, every year I, I have this struggle because my I have friends that I don't see very often um, who have kids. And they grow so quickly, their tastes change, and I don't know them that well. So I'm always a little stumped as to what to buy. So let's start off with the hot toys of the season, the ones that people might not want to wait to purchase. You got it. So the hottest toy line this holiday season is Frozen. Right. Anything, <laughs> yes, anything based on the Disney movie Frozen will be sold out by the time the holidays roll around, so you don't want to wait. If you're looking to pick up an Elsa or an Anna or anything with their faces on it, you should pick it up when you see it. Uh, many of the items are already hard to come by, especially the Snow Glow Elsa doll. Okay. The Frozen Cool Tune Sing Along Boombox. <laughs> I don't even know what these are, but I'm like, they, okay. they sound fun. No, I can I can understand. I'm like, oh, yeah, Boombox, that sounds cool. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the movie, that's yeah. why. But um, Yeah, well, you know, it's all about the music. Yeah. Girls love the music. They love the fantasy. Boys are into it, too. Mm -hmm. um, Snow Glow Elsa is one of the hottest toys of the season. It's this adorable doll. Um, she speaks phrases from the movie, and she sings Let It Go, and everyone just loves her. Right. Okay, so... Uh, her dress lights up. Oh, her, of course her dress lights up. Of course <laughs> no. her dress lights up. Um, okay, so let's get on to another, I guess, hot toy that uh, we shouldn't wait to purchase you shouldn't wait okay parents who grew up in the 80s will remember the teenage mutant ninja turtle mm -hmm. they're yeah they're back and hotter than ever uh and you shouldn't wait if your kids are into turtles the infrared talking turtles are my favorite they oh. actually recognize one another and will talk to one another oh that's very fun. cool Okay, Sorry, cool. Yeah. Um, and I do. My brother still has some of his original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like figurines, but they're old school. They don't talk. <laughs> they don't. They don't move. <laughs> you had to move them yourself. Like you had to move their arms. Old imagination. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, other, I guess, toy trends. What else might be really hot this year? Okay, so with consumer electronics rivaling traditional toys for the most wished for items this holiday, mm -hmm. parents were. Thinking of gifting a tablet or trying to determine which is the best choice. Right. Now, I love the Curio Extreme. Mm -hmm. It's a 7-inch Wi-Fi-enabled Android Curio tablet, but it's designed specifically for kids. So uh, what does that mean, though? Because I would imagine that most tablets a child could use if they wanted to. Uh, well, it means that there are internet, there's an internet filtering system. Okay. That's really... Detailed, yeah. They will not be able to access anything inappropriate. Great. And parents, parents can choose to just have a simple white list of of websites they can visit. They can remove any sites they want. But there's already a system in place, so you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. It does it does the legwork for you. And the parental controls also allow parents to control 
when and how long kids can spend on the device. Okay. All right. So there's a, there's a great ways for parents to control the tablet for their kids. Exactly. And kids still get to play all their favorite apps, all their favorite games. Um, they won't be missing anything. Okay. They will. Yeah. All right. So let's, um, you know, let's talk about some of the trends in toys this year. Absolutely. So girl empowerment is one of my favorite trends. Mm -hmm. It's been growing over the past couple of years, and toy companies are seeing demand for toys that encourage girls in areas like science, math, and engineering. I love toys that, because for, the, for a yeah. long time, especially you know, growing up, it was like dolls were geared towards the girls, and then the things that were about building were often geared more towards the boys. So I like that right. toy companies now are starting to realize that, you know what, girls... Girls like science. They might want to be engineers. Let's build some toys to appeal to them. Mm-hmm. Yep, and these toys are really fun and exciting. They really get girls interested. Um, I love the Goldie Blocks line. And what is that? Girls about, it's, a, it's a line of products that teaches girls about engineering by giving them storylines about a character named Goldie and teaches the girls about building and engineering machines. Oh, okay. And it what, makes it fun. Oh, um, what age uh, range might that be suitable for? Like older girls? Uh, um, you know what? It it can start as young as five or six, mm -hmm. and and girls all the way up to you know tween age, like ten, would still be into it. Okay, great. So they can they they can enjoy that toy for a couple of years. Absolutely, yeah. And they can they don't have to just only make what the story tells them. You know, even if it's a number of things, they can use their imagination. They're encouraged to. Okay. Um, so you touched yeah. upon this a little bit, sort of the uh, the fact that some retro toys are popular again. So you talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I guess that uh, is popular again because the movie uh, was re-released this year. Uh, but a couple of other toys from the 80s and 90s are also hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who didn't love their Cabbage Patch Kids? <sighs> I still have my Cabbage Patch Kid. I won't let my mother throw it out. <laughs> I mean, it's at my parents' house. I don't have it, like, in my place. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So they're back? Yeah, so they're back. They're super adorable as ever. You can still, you know, you get the birth certificate mm -hmm. and you learn all about them. It's still fantastic. Now, are they upgraded? Um, like, are they, like, are they just the same dolls that, we, you know, we may have had 30 years ago? Or have they, uh, no, they been have advanced? All different, all different upgrades. You know, you can get the babies. You can get their hot new fashions. Different kinds of hair play. <laughs> there's a lot you can, there's a lot of new stuff happening with the Cabbage Patch Kids, but mm -hmm. they still will bring back those memories for parents. Right. Uh, and there's a couple of other toys that are back that I remember from my childhood, like um, Light Bright and, and toys that weren't super techie. Yeah, Spirograph. Do you remember that? Yes, I love patterns. that. Yep. Yeah, those are great. Those are back. They've been slightly improved, but they still have that great um, creative play aspect. Mm -hmm. And fashion plates. I don't know if you had fashion plates, but they were one of my favorite toys. You Was... put the plates. You mix and match like the tops and the bottoms and you put the paper over it and you color over it with a crayon and it gives you the outline. Yes, and then I you color love it in with the colored pencils. It was just simple. It was paper and pen like it was paper and crayons. Like I, I love the simplicity of those sorts of gifts and toys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, parents don't want their kids playing with 
tech and sitting in front of the TV all the time. It's great to have the creative type of play as well. Yeah. Now, Jackie, we're just running out of time, so I just wanted to get, because you, being editor-in-chief of Toy Insider magazine, Live and Breathe Toys, um, what are your suggestions for buying a gift for a child that you don't know really well? So I may not know that this kid is into Frozen or not or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So what are your suggestions? Absolutely. So you're going to want to stay away from characters, TV show, movie-themed products, because you don't know what they're into. Um, you want to play it safe with toys that will appeal to most any child. So great examples of this would be traditional games, mm-hmm. you know, um, like uh, shoots and ladders. Any kind of a game, go, there's so many options. Arts and crafts activities, just like we were talking about with fashion plates, there's so many things out there, and kids will love to be creative, um, no matter what type of toy you choose, and building toys. Mm-hmm. So blocks, Legos, Mega Blocks, Connects, all of those building sets are fantastic for any kid. I love that because it's 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 retro. They call them retro, but I'm like they're just low tech. They don't need batteries. They're simple. Um, they and, run on your imagination. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Jackie. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. That's Jackie Breyer, editor-in-chief of Toy Insider magazine, uh, with some hot tips on uh, and trends for the uh, hot toys this season. Now, up next, a few basic things stuffed inside a shoebox could really brighten the day of a woman in need. I'll tell you how you can help. This is the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. This is the all-new Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. All right, so uh, let's boil down the holidays to what it's really about, because it's easy to get caught up in the frenzy, the lists of things you have to buy, people you have to buy for, the shopping, the entertaining. But if we break it down to what's most important, isn't it just about showing that you care, maybe brightening someone's day with simple gestures? So I'm asking you to do this. Drop off a toy to a toy drive. Make a donation to your favorite charity. doesn't have to be big. It can be just a small donation. Uh, or put a few very simple everyday items into a shoebox to bring a smile to the face of a woman spending the holidays in one of Toronto's many shelters. Now, the shoebox project began four years ago in Toronto, and in a few short years, it's actually grown to include women in shelters all across Canada. So on the line, I have Caroline Mulrooney-Lapham, who is the co-founder of the Shoebox Project. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Pei. And I've also got Michelle Taylor. She's the Women's Day Program Manager at Fred Victor, one of the facilities that uh, accepts and distributes the shoeboxes. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Pei. So, Caroline, let's start with you. Uh, Let's fill in our listeners who may not be familiar with what the Shoebox Project is. Uh, well, we're a, we're a gift drive. We're a holiday gift drive, mm-hmm. and uh, we focus on women who are in shelters in Toronto and, as you said, across the country, and we're trying to give them a gift that will brighten their holidays. And so we ask people to package gifts in shoeboxes filled with uh, little luxuries, things that any woman would enjoy, and we package it in this nice, mostly decorated, usually a decorated box, mm-hmm. and we drop it off at shelters in time for the holidays. Now, last year, you delivered gifts to over 9,000 women in various yes. shelters. That's, That's right, at Christmas time. And we also deliver um, other times throughout the year, so it ended up being almost 10,000 gifts for the entire year. Wow. Yeah. So now, Michelle, I'm not sure what's right. happening, Michelle. <laughs> uh, 
Now, you work with women every day who don't have access to a lot of the basic things that we take for granted. So who are the women who are receiving these gifts? So the women we work with right now are women that are homeless, marginalized, you know, dealing with issues around mental health, addiction, social isolation, um, family dynamics, you know, family breakdown and so forth. Okay. And now what items are you looking for? Like what is most important for you to uh, share with the women? Um, Right. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. Well, right now we are looking for items like, you know, clothing, socks, um, little luxuries, as Carolyn mentioned, mm-hmm. um, lotion, neck hair products, you know, stuff that we would normally use on a daily basis. We're looking for that kind of items, those kinds of items. Okay, so Caroline, I know that you try to keep the shoe boxes um, to a, like a similar value so that every woman gets a box that's somewhat the same. So what guidelines do you have for listeners who want to put together a box? So we ask that you fill the box with about $50 worth of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Michelle said, uh, we ask for certain things that, you know, are really necessary at this time, like hats and mitts, so, you know, nice socks. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask for gift certificates. We think that those are really nice, you know, like a 10 or $15 gift certificate to Tim Hortons or McDonald's to give the women a chance to have an experience that they probably wouldn't get for themselves otherwise. Um, and then we ask, we love to include things that, you know, they're sort of, that any woman would like, nail polish, lipstick, or mascara in a color that would work for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are really things that you or I, Michelle, would enjoy. And exactly. the, the idea is that when you open the box, that you're excited. And I can mm-hmm. tell you, I've been receiving boxes, you know, over the last few weeks, and we, you know, we go through them, and just to make sure that they're equivalent. Mm-hmm. And... You know, from all the volunteers who go through them, everyone, all the volunteers get excited about what we see. So right. we hope that, you know, it will really brighten that, that the woman who receives the boxes day. So, there, and, and as you mentioned, like simple luxury, something that uh, works for any woman. So I know that uh, on your website, for example, you suggest perhaps something like a concealer or um, um Foundation may not be ideal because it's right. sort of specific or exactly. things that are in sizes, so small, medium, large, that can be more of a challenge. Exactly. Hats and mitts, scarves, they're little, you know, trinkets, like little pieces of jewelry that you mm-hmm. can get at, you know, Claire's or Arden or Aldo or something. Um, as Michelle says, hats and mitts and gloves are really important this time of year, and there's some really fun ones that you can buy at, you know, a store that you would shop at for yourself. Um, and um, scented lotions mm-hmm. are great. You know, just things that we really take for granted. Yeah, absolutely. And you can package them in a box with nice tissue. And we ask for people to include a little card. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the, the messages that people include are wonderful. And I think that from what we've heard is that they are, that they are really meaningful. Like today in one of the boxes, uh, one of the notes said, you are so important to me. You are so important, and I wanted to take time to tell you that. You know, I think that that kind of message from one person to another can be important, especially over the holidays. Yeah, and it's nice to be reminded, especially for a woman who may not have expected any sort of gift over the holidays because she's spending her time in the shelter. So now, Michelle, because you get to actually distribute these gift boxes uh, mm-hmm. to women at Fred Victor, what's the response like when you when you hand them a small box from a stranger? Well, I'm just even thinking about uh, what the mess, the note that Carolyn just read, and I just remembered one of the women who got received one of the boxes, and the tears, and there was no words at all, just the tears that came out of her eyes was just enough. 
like, you know, she she looked at us and she said, you know, I've never, ever gotten a present from anyone. Wow. And the fact that someone is taking the time to kind of sit down, package it, write a note, and put those niceties in there was mm-hmm. just amazing. And she just felt so validated and, you know, like... A, like somebody recognized that she exists and that her life matters, you know? That's the kind of feedback we're getting from the women. Now, um, we actually have a... You have some nice information on your website, and there was a nice YouTube video that you have up there. We've got a little clip. This is from Sandy, who was uh, someone who received one of these gift boxes. We'll just play that short clip. I received a box, and it was decorated um, really nicely, and inside of it, there was a poem. Um, which when I read it was really touching, it really hit a spot for me. And it was um, really nice to be given that, but what I liked the most was that the box was handmade. Somebody had taken a lot of time to make it, so like I won't throw it away. Like I just love the effort and the time that these people put into it. Sometimes you feel like you fade into the background and you're not important, and knowing that somebody put all the effort into it made you feel important, so it was really nice. So that uh, that reaction, I, I would imagine, is one that you you see a lot. Oh, definitely. We, the women still have their boxes, mm-hmm. and the notes are still with them. And I, I'm even thinking of another lady who had just gone in through a really difficult time. And when she got it, you know, she said the the, the items that were in the box are so important to her because it helped her to kind of remember all the good times she had with her daughter around the holidays, right? And she was able to kind of take that and reconnect with her daughter. That's very nice. Um, now, Caroline, uh, what's the deadline for putting together a shoebox? Our deadline in Toronto is December 5th. Okay. So it's coming up in a few days. And people can just, they go online to your website, so it's shoeboxproject.com, and you have a list of all the different drop-off locations there. That's right. If you go click on locations mm-hmm. and go to Ontario, scroll down to Toronto, you'll have, we have a lot of locations across Toronto. And we have a bunch of, we have a, a, a team of volunteers who will then, pick up the boxes from those drop-off locations. We'll sort through them and make sure that they're all equivalent and then send them off to shelters. And how many shoeboxes are you hoping to collect this year? I know last year was you know over 9,000. Well, 9,000 across Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think from what I can gather on city websites is there are about 11 to 1,200 women who, you know, there are beds for 11 to 1,200 women in, in, in Toronto shelters. But there are so many more mm-hmm. who use the shelters, who use various facilities. Uh, they, they use the shelters for outreach services. So uh, last year we, we delivered about 2,000 and you know, our goal would be to, to reach that, that, that number again. And so I can say from what we've received so far, people in Toronto are incredibly generous, thoughtful in the way they package these gifts and we need a lot more boxes. So you know, we're really grateful to you to invite us, you know, for inviting us on tonight and hopefully help, helping us spread the word to more people so we can get more boxes by the 5th. Excellent. So that's uh, so people still have until, you know, the end of this week, that's a couple right. of days left to put together a shoebox of some simple items. And I, you've got a great list on your website as well of uh, suggestions. So shampoo, soaps, um, toothpaste, little lotions, uh, all very simple things to pick up. So again, the shoe, uh, shoeboxproject.com is the website. Thank you both for your time. And, uh, and I, I hope and I know that you'll bring joy to a lot of women this year. So thanks for your work. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Thank you.
Happy so, holidays. Yes, thank you. You thank too. You. Bye. That's Bye-bye. Caroline Mulrooney-Lapham. She's from the Shoebox Project and Michelle Taylor, who is from the Fred Victor Center in Toronto. Again, if you want to find out uh, what you should put together in a shoebox and where you can drop it off, there are many, many locations throughout the province at, and uh, throughout downtown Toronto where you can drop off your shoebox. Their website is shoeboxproject.com. And don't forget, you can always catch a podcast of the show online at paychen.com. After the break, Vinny joins me, and I'm going to ask him if he would switch his cell phone for $550. I'll tell you how you can do that right after the break. Paychen is Talking Toronto on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Chen.com is the website where you can catch podcasts of the show. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at PayChen. Vinny White joins me right now. I don't know why I, I was about to accept uh, gum from you. And Never then, accept any candies from this stranger. No, don't. If Vinny ever offers you anything to put in your mouth, say no. Okay. All right. <laughs> so how attached are you to your cell phone? What, are you um, an iPhone user as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so am I. So, would you switch your iPhone for $550? No. No? Well, hang on. What's, hang okay. on. I should ask what for? A rhubarb, a You cheese, would be potato? switching it for the new BlackBerry Passport phone. So, for uh, if you're listening right now, send me a text at 71010. Would you, would unless, you unless be Unless you've willing? got a BlackBerry, in which case you probably yeah. can't work it out. Would you switch your cell phone to a BlackBerry Passport if they were offering you $550. I'm very attached mm. to my iPhone. Yeah. So I would not, even though it's a pretty good amount of cash. Yeah. Uh, so I saw a story in the Globe and Mail this week. Basically, BlackBerry is offering to pay iPhone users up to $550 to switch to their new BlackBerry Passport. That's the phone that's square-shaped. So starting in December, which is tomorrow, uh, customers who trade in an iPhone for the passport can get back as much as $400. It depends on the um, model of your phone and the phone's condition. But they will also offer up to $150 in a prepaid gift card. So you could walk away with $550 if you aren't don't really care, right? If you're like, sure, I'll try the new Square phone. What do they do with the phone that they've taken from me? I don't know. Probably crush them. <laughs> Why would they want them to still be around? Yeah. Right? I don't like Apple, but I like them. So I've got one. I've also got an iMac and a few other Apple products. That but is my situation as well. I I've think switched most over people to are, Mac. Yeah, because they do, they do work. But they're that smug kid at school that you want to punch in the face. They love themselves. and They know they're great. They know they're great. They're, they're certainly morally questionable, including some of their factories in China having suicide nets, so that if you want to kill yourself as a result of the demeaning and awful work that you have to put yourself through every day, you can't because... Um, I wish I was making this up, but it is true. You can Google... But I think isn't that almost any major factory... I mm, hope I hope you're wrong. Oh, you I might like be sadly wrong, be right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of your electronics are outsourced to mm. countries overseas where they're 
their job is basically pump out as much as you can. True. Right? And so. to be able to compete with Apple, no doubt BlackBerry will be using very similar conditions. Uh, so, yeah, I hate them, want to sort of punch <laughs> them, but I use them and I am slightly addicted to them. I sleep with my phone. Is it wrong? Yeah. Well, at least you have something to sleep with at oh, night, Vinny. Yeah. Uh, have you ever written a love letter to someone, even as a kid? Like, yeah. maybe as a kid, as an adult, have you? Uh, I say I think I became heartless and sort of misanthropic about ten years ago. So not mm-hmm. since then. Okay, I rem- I don't think I've received a love letter. Oh, since of course I was you have. 12. Look at you, you lovely little thing. But that was when people used to write little note, like actually write notes mm. on paper with a pen or a pencil and fold it up, and we would pass notes in school. And I remember mm. being in grade six, and um, and one boy wrote me a really nice note. And he talked about how much he liked my pink shoes and he liked how it (laughs) It was really strange. I remember this. He talked about how he liked the way the pink shoes reflected onto my face. Slightly strange. Sorry, what were you, two centimetres tall? (laughs) (laughs) No. And then he said, will you you go out with me, circle yes or no? Makes it easy. And I think I... love a multiple choice. It's easy. I didn't know what to do. So I circled yes, but then I broke up with him the next day because I really just wanted to be friends. Mm. Um, it's a good tip, That though. was my last note. But but there is a love letter by a four-year-old boy, which is making the rounds on the internet. I don't know if you heard about this. His name is Bennett. He is a four-year-old boy who had quite a crush on a girl in his preschool class. The girl's name was Bailey. She's also four years old. Mm. So he saw his mom... Uh, on her computer and he asked if his mom would um, write a letter to this girl Bailey Mm. that he is kind of in love with and his mom said I don't really think Bailey being four years old has an email address no so then little Bennett asked his mom to to write the letter because he doesn't know how to write Mm. and then print it out so that he could give it to Bailey in person, which mm. is then a little bit more romantic. It's and gorgeous more and, and fantastic use of outsourcing. <laughs> yes. Mom, type this letter. Uh, so in the letter, he invites Bailey to play at his house. He says, I think you are pretty like a horse or a ladybug. Mm. I'm not sure which. Was this going to a four-year-old Celine Dion? <laughs> he also tries to bribe her with some food. He said, you should come to my house and eat cheeses with me. I'm sold on that. If a boy invites me to his house yeah. to eat cheese, I'm there. I'm worried that you think that that's a bribe. That's that, well, Every Where? time you get asked for dinner, do you think people <laughs> are bribing you? I'm like, he wants something from me. Uh, the letter also says, I love you and I lost a tooth last night. I think I would like to do a magic trick for you and then let you watch me battle robots. Like, this is love the, it. That's this so, is the best line that's brilliant. in any yeah. Can we letter. actually have that again? That was a beautiful stream of consciousness. Okay. This is. This is the, the thought pattern of a four-year-old boy who's dictating a love letter mm. uh, for his mother to write to a four-year-old girl in his preschool class. And one of the lines is, I love you and I lost a tooth last night. I think I would like to do a magic trick for you and then let you watch me battle robots. <laughs> like, that is the most beautiful... Forget the notebook. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> isn't that wonderful? I love the way that kids... They are sort of unapologetic about the fact that there is no coherence between the four things that they've brought up. No, and you can come to my house and eat cheeses with me. Yeah. Like everything about this letter is amazing. <laughs> so uh, he he apparently he gave it to to Bailey. Obviously, she can't read it. I don't know. Even his mom says she doesn't feel that Bailey has shares these feelings. Oh, but um, the mom thought it was such a cute letter that her son had dictated that she put it online and then it just picked up steam. It was on Reddit and whatever. Um, but I just think it is, isn't that 
just adorable. It's beautiful. And if there's other four-year-olds listening, <laughs> um, perhaps you could get in touch with, what's his name? His name is Bennett. Bennett. Yes. Mm. And, and what an invitation. Come over and watch me battle robots. Oh. And did he say cheese is? Because he said cheese is. Is that all right? If you've got multiple different cheese. You can just say cheese. He's four. Let's let that go. Am I being a bit hard on him? You're being a bit hard on four-year-old Bennett. <laughs> now, listen here, Bennett. It's like fishes, you see. They don't exist. It's already plural. Don't you understand anything, you idiot? And his head is cloudy because he's in love. Oh. I love this. I'm, I absolutely adore this kid. Isn't that mm, sweet? It's very lovely. And I have a heart of stone. And somehow, tonight, you melted it. Just a little... I didn't know you had a heart. So I should be very cautious if I ever ask you to dinner because you think it's a bribe. Jesus. Just bring me cheese. We don't have to go out and eat it. You brought me something earlier tonight, didn't you? I did. You want to tell the listeners what you brought me? I brought you some cookies. Mm. I also brought Elliot some cookies. So you gave I me... I, yeah, and I Elliot, was going to bring okay. this up. Let's talk about how Vinny and I uh. made Elliot feel bad. <laughs> I felt great. <laughs> Oh, great eating all those cookies. How many so cookies are in the bag? In, there's six in each bag. Big ones. Yeah, some mm. of them are big cookies. I have one. And there's lots of butter up. in them. Yeah. So when I come in uh, to to work, the newsroom is usually empty. Vinny's usually there doing some prep. And I walked in. I gave him some cookies. Um, and then Elliot came by. I gave him a bag of cookies. But like about about 45 seconds later. Elliot comes back and he goes, "Do you want the bag back?" <laughs> well, it was a nice bag, and you know, regifting and recycling. <laughs> And I said, no. And then Vinny and I just did a double take. And we're like, did, did you eat them all? Am I supposed to eat like one a day until Saturday or something? I mean, why not no. just get it out of the way now? <laughs> you wolf them down. Yeah, well, they're good. They're very good. Thank you. You're welcome. How many the weird thing is, Elliot's not a fat bloke. Not yet. You really should be. I was, as I was saying. I, I did have that issue uh, back in my teenage years. You mm. were... Heavier? I, uh, I yeah, it was like 40, 50 pounds heavier. So wow. now I can do all the cookies I want somehow. Well, yeah, yeah watch that mentality. You yeah. Know? <laughs> do you want to come over and eat some cheeses? <laughs> I would actually. That's <laughs> I don't mind that at Never all. Never reject that from anyone. This is it. No. All right. So Vinny, what's coming up on the show tonight? We should maybe plug that. We should because I feel like tonight might be quite a good show. Maybe as, tonight. Yeah, as opposed to my usual drivel. Um, heels are they sexy? Answer, yes. Not even going to let you get in there. But how sexy are they? There's actually a new survey to suggest that men respond to women with heels on far better than women without heels. Did you do this earlier? No, I was about to talk about it, but then I looked at the clock and I thought, oh, maybe I should ask him what's on his show, but I was going to talk about it. It's such an amazing thing. And I was going to talk about it last week. We just both got the same ideas um, because we both like heels. And then we talk about, oh, last week during your show, I had a guest on mm-hmm. um, who was a matchmaker. And apparently a girl who has never been internet dating was inspired by last week's show to go internet dating. Didn't work out that well. And she sent me an email telling me about the date. So I'll read that out as well. But it's only been a week. You can't find your match in a week. I know. She went on one date with a guy uh, who was a bit of an idiot. Yeah. And she said, I'll never do are. it again. No. Well, if you're going to do internet dating, you really, it's like a, it's like a second job. You, no, it really is. You have to commit. You there's a well, that's not even that funny. It's, oh, believe me, it is. it's funny because there's it's a true. lot of work. Mm. You have to filter them out. You have to read between the lines. You have to know the BS. You have to realize that some of those photos are ten years old. Yeah. Right. It's it's my you mate have to does it. He spends an hour and a half a day on it. If you want to get a lot out of it, you have to put a lot into it. 
it's a lot of work. You can't Ironically, just... it's just like a relationship, isn't yeah, it, Yeah, it's hmm? friggin' lots of work. Aww. All right, so the Vinnie White Show is coming up uh, from 9 to 10. Thanks for joining me tonight, everyone. Again, paychen.com is where you can go to catch the podcast. How'd you spell that? P-A-Y-C-H-E-N.com. Have a great night, everyone, and uh, happy December. Last month of 2014 coming right up. Uh, and don't forget to um, do something nice this year. If you want to put together a box, the Shoebox Project, the website shoeboxproject.com. I really encourage you to do that. Vinny's coming up next. Yeah.